0: Hey, y'all. Welcome back to Laughing Out of Depression. I just want to start by saying thank you so much for your support. I heavy appreciate y'all. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already and share it with at least three friends. Literally just text it. But before I start each episode, I want to warn you that some of these topics may be triggering to some of you. So if that is the case, please turn this off, reach out to someone you trust, or contact the Suicide Hotline. Speaking up is always a step forward to healing and recovery. Head to the link in my bio for some resources. you would have been some of you so you mentioned that you um experienced some anxiety and depression um but what are some like hurdles you've really overcome and like how did you get through them
1: anxiety depression that kind of, uh, the, the stuff I feel like it's very uh, relative every single person is very different um, on how anxiety affects them, how depression affects them on a daily basis, weekly basis that kind of thing and, and what and what what has led to it, whether it was childhood traumas, whether it's you know different stuff that, that are, are the reasons for it. but I always go back to, uh, to that support system um, and, and, and understanding, Um, really actually believing in myself, like, how did I get believing in myself? So believing in myself yeah that that's great but i think also before that sorry first and foremost believe, for me for me it was believing in god for a lot of other people it can be belief in the universe if you're an atheist or whatever it is belief in something higher than yourself i feel like every single ter- every person in this world believes in something higher than themselves whether you're agnostic atheist uh, or part of a religion um so believing, believe, for me, it was believing in God and knowing that he, he got me and, and something like there, there's a higher plan. Something is going to happen now when I'm in the dumps. That's a lot easier said than done. But I feel like um, having, having that, uh, um, having those, the, the, the good support system, friends, siblings, um, even a therapist and my parents, that kind of thing. Um, uh, helped me a lot through it. Now, uh, th- another thing that we've been talking about is the difference between thinking of yourself as a victim and a survivor or somebody with resolve and resilience. Mm-hmm. And that's how I kind of feel that that I ended up getting through a lot of things. Now, I said like when I was six, uh, seven, 18 or 17, when I went to South Africa, I, I feel like I found myself. Oh, I found myself for like a year and a half, two years. And I went back between 19 and the, between the ages of, uh 19 18 19 20 21 22 and 23 were some of the worst years mentally of my life it was some of the best years business-wise i started working i was running a men's clothing business in new york i was making a lot of money um you know that was great but my the mental part was 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 terrible for those five five years um uh sorry no for those like three four years um and what I feel like uh, what got me through it was staying busy w- with uh, with what I with what I um, with what I was doing with work um, and other positive uh, stuff. Again, like basketball. Now, I'll be honest. For a while, I was in that victim mentality. I was in the um, I was in this space where I couldn't where I couldn't see the I couldn't see the other side. There's a lot of sayings when you're when you're in a pit, you can't get yourself out of it you're stuck in a pit and there's no ladder. You need somebody to throw you a rope. You need somebody to put a ladder down there for you to get out of it. So you need help. And I was in a place where there were some certain things about my life that I couldn't couldn't come out about. I couldn't talk about with anybody. And um, I was stuck. I was completely stuck for a while. Mentally, I was stuck. And, and I, now I learned that that's okay. And that was part of my journey and everything, but I'm not going to sit here and say that oh, uh, you know, believing in myself, like got me through every, or believing in God, believe got me through everything. There were some really, really tough times for a long time. Um, but I feel like, yeah, uh, uh, being able to ask for help. That was the biggest, like, um, the biggest breakthrough in my life when I really took therapy seriously. And I spoke to therapists in a, in a, that I trusted, um, uh finding by the way finding a good therapist that's a whole other conversation to have but um being able to ask for help i think that's something we haven't spoken about yet and being okay with asking for help knowing that you could ask for help you're in a controlled environment you're gonna be okay and step by step you're gonna get through it so
0: yes yeah so i mean i actually i want to get into that um a little bit more so i always say you know like um like speaking up is always the first step to healing and recovery. Um, and asking for help is obviously a way of speaking up. Um, definitely for me, I think that every time I've hit the lowest of lows, um, I have always gone to my brother. (laughs) He's like my main person of like, when I'm completely in the dump and I'm just like, dude, I need help. I think I'm like, not going to make it through this one. Um, so he's always been, you know, like my person, um, that I go to. And from there, I really just start the process of, you know, finding a therapist and stuff and making it clear to my mom, how it is that I feel and everything that's going on in my life. Um, but yeah, one, I really want to talk about your journey with therapy. Um, everybody I've gone to mold. I've seen multiple therapists. I it's I'm now 24 and I finally found a therapist that I actually like. Um, the last three, I think I had were, did not work out for me. Um, first time I went to therapy, I was about 14, I think. And I only went for a few sessions before my mom bitched her out. Um, (laughs) And yeah. And now I've been back in therapy for about a year and it's been going great. So I want to know a little bit more about yours. How was your process? When was the first time you started?
1: Yeah, for sure. So first time I saw a therapist was probably when I was 15 as well. Fif- yeah, probably 15, 16. Yeah, probably 15. Um, and I had no other like, um, I had no Uh, reference uh, other reference for what therapy is supposed to be so I was just kind of going with the flow and he was a smart smart guy and there was I remember there was something that um, I wanted to do and uh, I was a teenager so he would and so there was something I wanted to do it wasn't very practical and he was like so is that coming from your heart or is that coming from your mind and in my head, like being a teenager, like, oh, for sure, it's coming from my heart. Like, of course, like, yeah, meaning I thought that was the correct answer to say. <laughs> so I was like, yeah, of course, it's coming from my heart. And he was like, well, yeah, so that's probably the problem. You know, we have to take, <laughs> um, uh, we have to think with our head, not from our heart. sometimes yeah. to understand that. So as a teenager, that was pretty eye opening. Uh, so that was probably like the main thing I learned from him. But Um, uh, yeah, I was, there were, I, I, so I saw him and probably another like therapist or two till I was like, till I was 22, um, that I never even thought to bring certain things up to them. Um, and I don't think that the ones I saw had really malicious, um, intent. They just, I don't really believe are so cut out for the job. Like there was some that I I saw a therapist and it was like, okay, I wanted to, I want to figure this out this is something sp- I go to him. I understand like, okay, the first session you're, 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 you're getting to know each other. Okay. Makes sense. Um, second session. Okay. You're pretty much know each other by now, but maybe there's still a lot of talking being done from my part by the third session. Like I shouldn't be doing all the talking. Like I don't need, like I, I, I made this clear to him. I was like, thank God I have friends and close, uh, close friends and family that I can vent to. I don't, I'm not looking for somebody to vent to. I'm looking for help in a specific area. This is the area I wanted help with. um, And I told him, this is what I need. And the fourth session comes, fifth session comes, and I'm doing most of the talking and he's just sitting there writing stuff on his notepad, not giving me any advice. And I'm asking him for advice. And I just was completely turned off and I never went back to him. Um, and I didn't go back to another therapist for another few years. But that was like, in my opinion, for every, anybody out there that's listening, find a friend and a close family member, member or whatever to vent to and to let things out. Now, if there are certain things that you can only speak to a therapist about and you need to take time and talk for a while about it only to them, do that 100%. I'm not saying don't do that. However, there are many people out there that will play on your uh, your emotions and realize that you're just the type of person that just wants to talk and talk and talk, and they're gonna just squeeze money out from you. Like you know, I always uh, this, this I always um, my dad actually I spoke to about this and he gave me a great example about therapy. Finding a therapist from it is like finding a personal trainer in the gym. You could go to an export fitness, uh, um, and pay really cheap and uh, find a, uh, a personal trainer who is amazing. Or you can go to a FFC or a really expensive gym and pay $250 a month for a membership plus the personal trainer and it'll just be a terrible personal trainer. So the money you are paying for a therapist does not mean anything to the therapy you are getting. Sometimes it does, sometimes it doesn't. But you can also go to Export Fitness and find a personal trainer who means well, knows what they're doing, and will talk to you and, and you know, put a plan for you for your physical health. And I think it's the same thing for, 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 for a therapist. So identifying different traits about a therapist, like when I go in, if they're you know just jotting things down the whole time and just like asking me the most generic questions or diagnosing me right away within like the first. Like first of all, it's not really even their job to diagnose. That's yeah, a psychotic. It's not. Um, but like right away, trying to say, oh, so you you tend to have bipolar, or you tend to be manic about this, or like, and I feel that for yeah. for many people, it could be many different things. It's like that's not what I came here for, right? Mm-hmm. Um, my dad always also growing up, he always he, he was he, he's a rabbi and has seen many people born, seen many people die, and have been in many. Um, Uh, situations with families of having loved ones that are in the hospital and doctors giving their their opinions and stuff and families having to make decisions about, uh, you know, loved ones in the hospital. And my father always says a doctor's, um, a doctor's job is to heal. A doctor's job is not to, um, to say you're going to die. Sometimes it is. Obviously, the doctor has to say, oh, be frank with the family and say, this person is going to die in seven days. So figure it out. But in certain cases, like my father would always say, like, have humility. You need to have if you're a doctor, you need to have humility. And I feel like it's the same thing with a therapist being able to have that sense, that humility from them. But also know that uh, if they're just telling you things you want to hear and, you know, making you feel so good about your victimhood and that kind of thing they're probably not good for you. And be like, just have them, have them hold you accountable. When I finally, so moving on, finally, when I was 22, my sister convinced me to go to a certain therapist. I walked in and she was amazing. And I, I came, or, came out to her about something that, that's been bothering me for a long time. Um, and the first thing she said is she first of all, first right away validated um, what I went through, told me I'm going to be okay. And did all that stuff to make sure I'm okay. The moment after that, she said, you are going to continue coming here so that you won't have to continue coming here. I'm going to hold you accountable every week. We're going to get through this together. You are going to be fine. I promise you, you're going to be fine. I see it in you. You're going to be fine. Yes. And that, I never heard that from a therapist ever. hmm It was always like, okay, you know, and the next week we were already getting to work. Like, okay, now you need to tell your parents now you need to this and like, or now you need to work on this. And every single time I go to her, this is also another great telling for me about therapy. Every single time I walked out of a therapy session with my therapist, every single time I do, I feel better than when I walked in. Yeah. Yeah in a in a true way not in a way of like oh i feel worse about myself no i feel every single time there's never been a time that i walked out feeling worse about myself and there are so many that's a good telling i feel like if you go to a therapist and you feel keep consistently feel worse about yourself every time you walk out you're probably in the wrong place
0: yeah So for me, one thing I think is like the earlier sessions when you're really getting to know um, your therapist and trying to see if like you two are like a good fit for each other. Um, Therapy can sometimes be very draining depending on what it is that you obviously are like talking about and working through. Um, Mm -hmm. But feeling, feeling good about it, about having let out whatever it is that you you know did is a good thing like feel like coming out of your therapy like you should be coming out of your therapy session feeling happier about your life and who you are and being more secure in the person that you are you know
1: or sense of direction
0: yes yes um because yeah I've definitely had um those therapists where I genuinely I would come out and I'd be like fuck I need a another like it'd be like I need another therapy session like I need you know like it would just be like a therapy session that like did nothing to me and it actually made me need more therapy
1: right right yeah
0: sure. um but I I like that you said that um way,
1: that's a good that's a good telling of a salesman not necessarily a good therapist yeah <laughs> like, you the therapy and you want more it's like they did a really good job of making you pay another crazy amount of money per hour. That's yeah. a great salesman, not necessarily a great therapist. Yes, I'm not i saying, I'm not saying if somebody spends a lot of money on therapy and that's all relative, some people can find $150 cheap or $300 cheap. It's not about the money. That's my exact point, that it's not about the money you spend. You could spend very little and you can spend a lot as long as it's the correct person. And you'll know, you'll know.
0: Yes, definitely. Awesome. Like I, one, I love um hearing people's like therapy journey and experiences because um one for me, I don't really know much about what it is to look for a therapist outside of like my the insurance that I have. So thankfully for me, I've never had to pay more than a hundred dollars for a therapy session. Like I'm not even close to paying that for a therapy session. Whereas like I have friends who pay almost like 300 for a session and I'm like, what the fuck like that's like that to me is just like insane you know Um, if you can afford it and you really are you need it yes but also one of you know my hacks here is giving people some advice because truly sometimes one what we need is some people just need to fucking vent You know and like you said having a few friends that you can like vent to talk about but like there's certain things that you really do need like a therapist for to really work through um but having people in your corner that you can vent to and will be there for you and will um validate you your experiences your feelings validating is so important so whoever is listening If you have a friend that is coming to you um, and is distressed, um, don't just like blow them off, you know, don't be like, oh, just like suck it up, like validate their feelings because their feelings are just as important as yours. um, And validating is always just a great way to let that person know that you are there for them.
1: 100%. And sometimes as friends, we want to give advice or we want to tell them they're better than that or suck it up, that kind of thing. I feel like there's always a time and place. Sometimes a friend is coming to you and talking to you and just wants to be heard, wants to be listened to for once. He does, he or she, or they don't want, don't necessarily want advice right now. They just want to be listened to. So just you suck it up, (laughs) you suck it up and just listen, sit down and listen. And then. Afterwards, you could say, so would you like some advice? Do you want, do you want, or like, or did you just want a vent um, and, and, and go from there? I have this thing also with my oldest brother. He introduced this thing to me um, years ago. And we're actually, when I moved, uh, when I left school in Pennsylvania. So yeah, I went to uh, in Chicago, we're talking to my brother. So we're always really close. So we're brothers and he's my oldest brother. He's eight years older than me and we're friends, Right. And sometimes those lines can be blurred. So, uh, like whether I'm talking to you as a friend right now or whether I'm talking to you as a brother. So, he said, let's try this thing where before a conversation where we want to, like, if we when we want to make it clear, be like, hey, bro, I'm talking to you as a brother right now, or I'm talking to you as an older brother, I'm talking to you, at, hey, I'm talking to you as a younger brother right now, or I'm just talking to you as a friend, dude. And I guess having just like qualifying it, I guess, in the beginning you get more used to each other in those different uh, in those different conversations. And then after a while um, uh, um, it it just, it becomes natural and you don't need to every time you have a conversation with him or her um, just uh, have to qualify it. And I think it can be the same thing with a friend. Hey, I'm just talking to you as a friend right now. Hey, I'm talking to you for somebody with advice for, for, for advice right now. And be open about that. Communicate that communication.
0: Yes, communication is so important in relationships, literally all types of relationships.
1: Is, communication is, yeah, 100%.
0: Yes, Um, but I'm one, I'm really happy. So from what I understood when you were looking for therapists and your experiences with them is that you wanted to solve a specific, um, you wanted to get to the root of a specific um, thing that you were going through, you had experienced, and you basically wanted to draw up a plan. So I think it's really interesting that you like you're one of the I guess like um clients that goes in, and you are like, this is my problem, this is what I want to fix. How are we going to be pro? Like, how are we going to make this plan to get me where I want to be? You know, um, because. I always say like, one, you have to mesh, like you have to vibe with your therapist. Like y'all both have to be on like the same wavelength for it to work. Um, But you don't always need to go in with a plan. But if you do have a plan, that's great. Because me for one, I hated I had a therapist that loved to give me assignments. And I was like, bitch, I'm not in fucking school. Like this is therapy. This is not school for me. Okay. And then you are more so you seem like the type that you're like, I, I want that work. Like, what do I need? to Like, what work do I need
1: to put in for me to be better? For sure. A hundred percent. That's so interesting. And yeah, like you have to know yourself, maybe Hannah, maybe in a year, you're going to want that. You're, you're going to be like, you know, I passed that part and now I want this or, you know, something else, or even it doesn't have to be in a year, whenever it is, like I was going to actually say that uh, like uh, part of the reason way that I know how amazing my therapist is, and I'm really blessed to have her is that recently so I didn't go to her for a while. And then I went to her for a session probably like two, now it's like three months ago. Yeah, I guess it's like three months ago now. And she tells me, she says, uh, we, we, it was the first time we saw each other in a while. And she goes at the end of it, she's like, OK, I want you to work on this um, and don't come back to me for another th- for another like three, four weeks or whatever it was. Go do this and this and this. Oh, she wasn't say like three, four weeks. She was like, go do this and this for like for a while because this assignment is going to take a few weeks to accomplish it. Once you finish it, come back to me. And it, she knows that that's good for me. It could be that she wouldn't say that yeah. to a different client of hers, but in my head, I'm like, she's so amazing because she she. I could have. I it was my first time coming to her in like months. She could have been like, oh, he's back. I'm going to bring him, I'm going to say next week, come back. I'm going to come back next week or you going to tell him to come back next week and the next week. And now I can just squeeze money out of this guy. Yeah. She didn't do that. The first time I saw her in a long time and she was like, Hey, great. Don't come back for another three, four weeks till you, till you, till you do this. And she knew that that would push me to do it. And I did it. Um. Well, not not in three four weeks. Took me a little little longer than that, but it was just like it. It it was so eye opening. Like I know that I have an honest that I'm talking to an honest person and has my best interest. I,
0: I love that so much. And honestly, um, I feel like right now you're a perfect example of like what, um, it is to have found like a good therapist because if you genuinely can't say like you use like you're so lucky like you're so blessed um to have found your therapist to have like the therapist that you do now if you can't come out saying good things about your therapist like change them like sure. look look sure. go go for someone else because um or look it, in the mirror as well yeah because <laughs> well one it's true like you know, the point of therapy isn't for you to stay in therapy. Like the point of therapy is for you to be able to, um, overcome whatever it is that like your experiences have been and find ways to cope with them and be able to live, you know, um, without needing that constant, like support of a therapist, of someone having to like hold your hand. It's not bad to like go to a therapist at all you know but the point is not to like it's not to stay there you know
1: 100 percent. now that doesn't mean that our mental health issues and that kind of thing won't be a lifelong journey i -hmm. think i think it is there's a lot of people that, that that can't that We have to differentiate that. Like sometimes, yes, it doesn't mean that you have to go to therapy every single week for the rest of your life. Maybe you're going to always have a therapist in your life, but in terms of the mental health issues, we're all aware that these are certain things that we may have to deal with for the rest of our life. Definitely. So it it doesn't mean just because we're saying about therapy that, oh, you're not going to have to go back. It doesn't mean that we're minimizing or saying that the mental health issues won't be there and have to deal with. But if you're really intentional with your therapy and really intentional with, with how you're dealing with things you're not going to, first of all, you're not going to have to go as often. And also for the rest of your life, you're going to have those tools to deal with the problems that you, that that come up um, once you get into a relationship or once you have children and, you know, and have different other relationships in your family and that kind of thing.
0: Yes, definitely. And I think like from me and you both, you know, we, we, we definitely had like our few periods of like not going to therapy, but then needing it again. And that's never a bad thing. You know, Um, I definitely am someone that um, I thought that, you know, like going to therapy or like needing therapy again was bad. Um, Or even like going back onto medication. I was like, Holy shit. Like I'm just, I'm like failing, you know? Um, But I always say I have like this quote on my mirror and it's uh, a setback is just a setup for a comeback. And I remind myself of that every single day um, whenever I, I just feel like, man, I'm I'm going back a few steps because I had to fucking go back to therapy, you know, because I have to go back on meds. Um, it's never, you know, it, it's never bad to take a step back. It's just being intentional and wanting to get better, you know, and keeping hope
1: for sure. I agree. And, uh, there's a doctor that I know. Um, he's a psychiatrist. Uh, He's not my psychiatrist, but I grew up with him. He was in our community. Um, and he tells me, he says, whenever he talks to to people about medication, he says, Oh, uh, I wear glasses. Nobody asks me when, till when are you going to have to wear glasses? Because his eyes naturally, are the people who wear glasses, their eyes naturally don't have whatever the words are, I don't know, medically, yeah. are able to see as better as other people. Yeah. So nobody is like, oh, when are you going to stop wearing contacts, by the way? It's a little much, right? Don't you think maybe by like 30, you should not be on glasses anymore? What? No. Other people have different chemical imbalances. Yeah. Now, I'm not saying medication is, is the solution to anything. It is not. However, they're, they're looking at it as if like, oh, we need, uh, um, oh, I'm going to need to take medication for the rest of my life. Like so you also, you can have a chemical imbalance and that's okay. And the medication is a tool is to help you balance that out a little bit. Now, if you're using that as the solution and you're not doing anything else in your life to, to, uh, to, to, uh, to help the, your chemical imbalance and that kind of thing, that's an other, that's another conversation, but that has nothing to do with medication. Understand that it's medication is, is is something that you could you, you may need to take for for the rest of your life you may not you may not but nobody would say about glasses um oh are you going to get off glasses at some point and if and if uh, somebody stopped wearing glasses for a little bit when they put on glasses nobody's like oh my God, I had to put glasses on again. Oh, woe is me. No, like, they're your eyes, bro. <laughs> You're
0: good. <laughs> yeah, I literally, so one, I, w- I wear glasses, but like right now I don't have any because one, I just, I cannot wear contacts for shit because
1: I just, I can't. Touch um, my eyes. I can't touch my eyes. I agree. Yeah,
0: so That's- I mean, yeah, I, I genuinely, I can't. So I was like, man, fuck it, whatever. I'll just wear glasses. But now when I like take my glasses off, like, I just, I guess I always say, like, I just choose to be blind. Like, you know, it is. <laughs> what it is. like it, is, yeah, literally like it is what it is, but you know, I'll put my glasses on when I need them. But if I take them off, like, you know, it is what it is. I just choose to be blind sometimes. Um, right. but you know, kind of going back to sports a little bit, one of the biggest, um, I guess things that really helped me and a lot of my friends is working out in sports and being physically active. I cannot tell you how much working out has helped my anxiety, like insane. And it's just for you, I guess, I don't know if you've ever, if you like have experienced this, but, um, you know, has, I guess like sports impacted you in that same way.
1: A hundred percent, a hundred percent. So I, over the last bunch of years, I haven't been um, um, that active. Um, and uh, if I was, I would, I for sure would have felt a lot better about myself at certain points. Um, but in terms of like my teenagers, I f- would not be alive right now without basketball, without having that sanctuary. Um, uh, and like, just uh, having that that just like that outlet for me to go to that my bread and butter like whenever i knew i just needed it i would go and play um i just wouldn't be here um and also just like i guess it it it, for me i guess it's it's more entangled in like believing that i was going to go to the nba and i was such a good basketball ball ball player and that kind of thing with uh, along with um the actual physical activity so like me um you know thinking that i'm going to be, I'm doing this for a higher purpose also helped me, but I, yeah, for sure. hundred percent. Whenever I, I like, I just, when I, I just recently moved to New York and, um, I hired a personal trainer and I'm playing, paying a pretty penny for it. But first of all, I feel physically much better. I'm getting a change. He has a plan for me, that kind of thing. Um, but also I know like if I'm spending the money on a personal trainer, I'm like, I can't waste I can't waste it by like ruining it in the days in between. Yeah, definitely. but yeah, 100% 100% physical activity, no question. Yes. It's like, even if somebody doesn't agree, like it's scientifically proven that it is better for you too. So <laughs> like there's not, I, don't, I don't even feel like with like with some people like don't feel better after going for a run or a walk like you physically will my friend (laughs)
0: yeah literally wait so it's funny because when I started this podcast I was like not working out and to be honest for a while I think I really stopped even playing sports because it made me sad (laughs) even though I love playing sports so much I used to I lost my dad when I was um in high school my freshman year of high school so my I would always like sports was what I really bonded with with my dad. Um, so for me, like after his death, it just sports became like completely dreadful. I was just like, fuck this. Um, and I really found fitness, I guess, like after high school. And that was the first time that I met a bunch of like kids that were my age and also like going through like these struggles, you know, at home. Um, and I was like, damn, like, we're all kind of alike, but we're all also like working out together and like getting fit and it was cool and it was fun. It was, you know, like I felt great. Um, after that, I kind of went back into like a dump, I guess. Mm -hmm. And recently I was just like, I really, I really fucking hit a wall and I was like, damn, I need to like feel that way again. Like I need to feel like good about myself again, you know? So I was like, fuck it. I don't care how much it'll like, I have to spend on a gym, on a personal trainer. I'll do it. Um, and I started working out maybe like a month and a half ago, two months, and it's been fucking like life changing almost, you know, like I will go in even on like my worst days, I'll go into the gym and like, I'll feel a little bit sad. And then fucking halfway through, I'm like super into this song. And I just, you know, like I'm in, like I'm in the zone and by the end of it, like I feel fucking great. Like, I'm like, what was I sad about?
1: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> for sure for sure I, I was working out yesterday and I'm like oh gosh I like I feel real I'm like excited to do this right now like and I, I really hope that when I'm not in the mood I'm going to be doing this like <laughs> I'm telling myself that but for sure I totally feel that
0: last question that I have for you and it's my favorite one so what is a piece of advice you'd give to your younger self
1: the piece of advice in short that I would give to myself the younger self is to always remember that anxiety is just conspiracy theories made up about yourself by yourself Mm. they're not real you're not the you're the you're not your thoughts um it's literally anxiety is conspiracy theories that are that you make up about yourself that's all it is um and they're not true and you're good you're resilient you're strong and um to to like always remember that and i feel like um when like in the times where I would have like long, long anxiety attacks, I would only remember that I'm having an anxiety attack and that I'm, I'm going to be okay, that this is not the actual reality, like belong into the anxiety attack. And then I would like, kind of come out of it, being able to always remind yourself and um, uh, 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 always remind yourself that this is not real. You're okay. The more you do that, the the quicker you will remember during your anxiety attacks that it's not real and you are okay um and it will shave minutes and hours or whatever it is off that time that you're having that that anxiety attack or feeling depressed and that kind of thing so um that would probably be uh, my biggest uh the biggest thing i would tell myself for sure and uh, to other people out there something that i feel like i should focus on more and people should focus on more is being thankful Mm -hmm. um and giving yourself credit so two things being thankful and realizing that things can be so much worse, um, or being thankful for yourself, being thankful for the people around you, being thankful for the good in your life, and being positive, and not just like you know I have so many problems, I have so many problems. Yes, we all do. And I feel like it's so cliche, but if everybody were to put their their problems in a basket, everybody would literally take their problems back and not want any other uh, somebody else's problems. So be thankful. And be positive and give yourself credit for what you go through, give yourself credit, give yourself more credit, I have a, I have a friend, he also lost his mother at a very young age. And uh, the biggest thing I tell him or that I've told him now he's married with a kid and he's amazing. Um, I always tell him, dude, you don't give yourself enough credit. Give yourself credit. You're, you, what you've been through is insane. And how strong you are is insane. So remember that. Give yourselves credit. Give ourselves credit and be thankful for all the good that we have. And be thankful for the bad as well, because uh, it's like, th- this, is, this is who you are. It's our journey. Um, and eventually, you're going to be able to help people with it. Always try to help the other person stay humble um, and that kind of thing for sure.
0: Yes. Oh my God. So much good literally in all of that, because one, I always, you know, one thing that I've noticed is that really like as human beings, like we really just ever want to chase like happiness. Like that is always the goal is like being happy and being at peace, but we are humans. And with happiness comes like also sadness, you know, with like, there always has to be a balance of it all. And if it weren't for, you know, all of the bad things in our life or, you know, the bad experiences of bad feelings, we wouldn't know what it feels. We wouldn't know what happiness feels like.
1: Absolutely. And bringing it back to sports, that's what sports is about, like um, overcoming adversity uh, and, and appreciating that like all Sox fans out there, let's go. Like we're years and years and years of just losing, losing, losing. And <laughs> years hopefully and years and to, years. Like, yeah. I just posted I posted on my story. Like wherever we go with the season, playoffs, LCS, World Series, or whatever happens, like I'm going to enjoy every single win. I'm gonna enjoy the one-nothing win. I'm gonna enjoy the 10-nothing win, the 10-9 win, the five-two win. Whatever happened, I'm going to enjoy every single win because we deserve it. And also sports. It's, it's the one of the only things, sports music uh, as well, like that you can unite with ev- any single person or, with it. You'll be in a stadium and you you, you both will, somebody will hit home run and you never met this person before and you will be screaming with each other, slapping ha- high fives and giving each other hugs and you never saw each other before in your life and you will never see each other again. But it's just the jubilation um and and that's why also like with the athletes as well like they've been through so much in their life they've overcome so much adversity we're all they're they're players they're playing on the team and you're a fan of the team like we're all just human we're all just people um trying to to uh to, to to find that one that either that that escape or even just a lot of people say oh i use sports as an escape and like i kind of um i forget about everything else. That's cool. But also you can use sports, use, that's what I'm, I'm a very big underdog type of guy. I love mm-hmm. underdogs. I love guys that have always, guys, women that have always been um, undervalued, um, underestimated and that kind of thing. And then come out on top. Those are the stories that I love. And we have a lot of those guys on our team um, or just in, in general in sports. And, and, and you can use that as fuel and then look at the other person next to you and, and, and enjoy something over, 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 just something that's higher than both of you or just, you know, just, just in, in, in pure happiness. So um, we're all human. And that's why I also like wanted to put it in sports because sports is like just such a powerful thing that um, is a microcosm of life. And baseball is like that as well. Baseball is, is life. And this was another thing I wanted to say that you can go your entire life. I've watched thousands of hours of baseball. I'm a huge baseball fan. I still know nothing about the game. I feel like I know a lot, but I still know nothing about the game. You'll have Tony La Russa, who's our manager, who's Mm. 76 years old or 78 years old or whatever it is. He will tell you that he is still learning about the game of baseball and he's 78 and he's been involved in this game for the last 60 plus years. It's the same thing about life. We live our entire life and we still know nothing about life and we're still learning every single day. Um, and we're learning from each other. Learn from each other. Don't, 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 don't shy away from that either. Learn from the guy and the girl next to you um, and don't shy away from that. And always know that we're always learning, always learning. Um, and I feel like it's the same thing with baseball—the actual specific game about getting to first base and being thrown out at second base, but getting back on base and scoring from second to home, or hitting a home run, or striking out ten, or get, or, or, stri- or going on a slump and striking out ten times in a row, or going over thirty, and that kind of thing. But never forgetting, never forgetting. Like also in basketball, the best shooters have short memories. Why? Because they can miss ten in a row, and the eleventh they'll think that it's going in, right? Best hitters have short memories they'll go over 10, but I'm going to hit a bomb the next one up. Right. Or I'm going with guys on, you know, whatever it is. So have a short memory and trust yourself, believe in yourself, believe in something higher than you for sure.
0: I love that so much. Love it. Well, thank you so much for being on and sharing all of your knowledge and your journey and your experiences. I appreciate you so much. And First, thank you for taking the time to be on.
1: For sure. Thank you so much for having me on. I feel like we didn't even like hit the tip of the iceberg. We probably could go for another like three hours, but <laughs> well, we could do it again. But um, yeah, this was awesome. Thanks so much. And it's amazing what you are doing uh, with this podcast. Like every, if, if I, I, I feel like if I would like you, one of the questions also was, what am I, what do I feel like about my page, the White Sox Diaries, by the way, everybody check me out. White Sox Diaries, one word, Instagram follow, um, shameless plug. I was, I was going to say that uh, if, if I could affect one person, I don't have any agenda from this page, but if I could affect one person, that's it. That's, that's all I need. And I feel like it's the same thing with your podcast. I feel like you're doing that with many, with many people, but it's amazing that you want to share and you want to give, um, it's a, it's an amazing trait to have. So we need more people like you.
0: Thank you so much. I appreciate that. And honestly, we need more people like you within the community and like the sports community, really. Um, that's why I just, I really wanted to have this conversation with you is because, um, I, you know, sports is something that's so important and whether you're a fan or you are a player, um, you, we all experience, we are, we're all living life you know like we all are going through our struggles and trying to overcome and it's really about just having hope and um helping others along the way um as much as we as much as we can and also just like you said being grateful for for life (laughs) I just want to say thank you so much for listening. Please go follow the podcast on Instagram, Laughing Out of Depression. If you like this episode, don't forget to subscribe so you can get updates whenever a new episode drops. Also, support La Raza and go share it with your friends. And that is a wrap on another episode. Thank you all so much for making me a part of your day. Just a reminder, I am not a licensed therapist, nor do I intend to be one. I speak solely out of my own experiences. I am literally just a 24-year-old unemployed Chicagoan living in my parents' house with a marketing degree. So if you or anyone you know needs help, please go to the link in my bio for some resources, sending you all so much peace and positive energies.